Hello, this is Andrew Pond, Artistic Director of Eclectic Full Contact Theater, welcoming you to this special preview of Tatiana by Alan Kilpatrick, the upcoming episode of the Half Hour Audio Hour, uploading June 13th. Tatiana tells the story of Hugh Thicket, an ill man nearing the end of his life, who, instead of being offered life-saving medication, is instead given an android caretaker. The story explores the concept of what is humanity and the necessity of emotional connection between people. What follows is an interview with the cast of Tatiana, Randy Johnson, Joshua Pablo Sabo, and Michelle Annette, talking about the process and whether or not they'd be interested in a robotic companion. We hope you enjoy. Um, the first question that I have is what drew you to this project? And because I can't point to any of you, I'm just going to say, let's start with uh, Joshua. Yeah, um, I'll say the first thing that drew me to this project was just like portraying the complications of like our healthcare system in general. Um, I mean, you have someone who's like Mr. Thicke, who's literally a scientist who's been on that side of the healthcare system now be, having to deal with the complications of being on the other side of the healthcare system, trying to receive the medication that he maybe once was working on or what had been working on. Um, I think it's interesting to see like the dichotomy and the two different sides of what healthcare can be. Excellent. Michelle. Uh, everything what Josh said, and uh, I know we had conversations about this when we were um, processing the script with Dan and the cast. Um, and I think that there is a lot of commentary about the healthcare system, especially now being in the pandemic. I thought um, that there were a lot of connections, a lot of um, social awareness that came to light with this. And on top of that, I think it's it's kind of cheeky that we're doing um, a radio show using um, technology um, and it's kind of like a nod to the technology world that we were kind of emerged in because of the pandemic having um, this this robot coming to life and acting as if the robot was there but um, in reality that robot is not a real human so I think it was kind of a, a cheeky little nod to what's going on right now in the world excellent and and Randy what drew you to the project well, uh, first, Eclectic always draws me to the pro to projects, but I like the idea. I love the idea of uh, of radio plays, and, and I used to listen to them when I was in college. I'd sit in my car because it had better reception. <laughs> uh, I like, well, yes, yeah. and I also like when in reading the the play, I like the idea of the comparison with Tatiana and Mister Gray a human being and a robot and, 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 and the, the venture that uh, Mr. Thicket has to go through, he's going through something already. And then he has to deal with Mr. Gray and he has to deal with Tatiana and trying to figure out just what is what. So I enjoyed that part. And I, I like it. Excellent. Um, the next question is, Some of the challenges I, I think for sure is not being able to physically interact with my fellow actors, um, even if it's just a nod or 
um, how another actor might even just like inhale on stage is often how I would react to their acting, if that makes any sense. So my some of my choices as an actress comes off of how my fellow actors are reacting on stage um, and not having that interaction there and in, even doing this with our cameras off um, was a bit of an adjustment. Um, but on the other hand, it was kind of freeing. Um, as I was reading, I was kind of gesturing and um, getting more and more into character uh, without feeling censored or without feeling like, oh my gosh, are people going to judge me for making this face or this gesture? Um, but yeah, definitely not having that physical interaction um, was definitely a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy, what were some of the challenges for you? Oh, I enjoy the fact that we don't see each other. <laughs> it makes me have to listen, you know, to really, because mm-hmm. the, there was a time when I was on stage and the director asked me, did you hear what he just said? And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm learning how to actually listen more to the person that's delivering their lines. And I love it. It gets my attention. Excellent. And, and Josh, Yeah. um, Honestly, with me, I'll say the most difficult thing was the technology aspect. (laughs) I may be be 23 and I may be a spring chicken, but technology is never my forte. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But also too, like the same thing, like Michelle said, just energies. I'm such a big energy person. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, I mean, even doing simple things like table work and like talking about the script and figuring out what it means to not only us, but the director and the assistant director and like all the different minds that are in the room, uh, just not being able to bounce that energy because even just that simple table work, like it creates such a dialogue that we start to have when we start doing actual things on our feet and physically. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just energies in general. Like I love actors' energies. It's amazing. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) And uh, th- this is this is one that I'm very interested to 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 get y'all's opinion on, which is, you know, what do you think is the future of this medium? Do you think that this is going to continue on after live theater comes back full fully? I know that we're right now kind of inching our way towards that, but. What, what do you think about the, the future of audio drama once we come back uh, to live theater fully? Uh, start with Randy. I think it would work because especially for those people that don't go to the theater as much and, and want to hear a play on, on, on the radio or just listening to it. Uh, I, I've heard uh, there have been some things going on now, and I don't think it's ever going to leave. It just doesn't have its uh, greatness yet, mm-hmm. like it used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh? Yeah, I will say, um, I mean, I'm a, like I said, I'm a big energies person, but I do hope that audio plays and things like that do venture or some theater companies start to venture out into doing that. Or even just taking simple audio from like our mics on stage and putting it into a podcast play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just having that accessibility for everyone. Cause I know when I was little, like mm-hmm. even now being an actor, like you get all these, like, all right, like I have, I have this opening night ticket. I have this opening night ticket. Do you want to come for free? You can come for free. I have a comp. Um, but when you're little and you want to go see theater and your parents only have so much money in their pockets, it's, it's hard to like stay grounded and mm-hmm. be able to have that dream that you can actually be an actor because you've never even seen a play. Right. Um, but having that accessibility in those audio plays, uh, 
just allow people to like listen to people's objectives and listen to people's tone of voice and just almost picture and have their own imagination to what theater can be. And then when they do see it, they're amazed on what can actually be done. Excellent. Michelle. Can I, you know, can I say something one second? Yeah, go for it. You know, they're doing a lot of audio uh, books and it's pretty much the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of people. who There is a place for it. Yeah. Michelle. Yeah. I think in terms of what everybody was saying, this medium it is very beneficial in, in terms of utilizing the opportunities to advance um, different parts of the world or communities. Even I'm, I'm thinking of like actors and performers and audiences alike who might not have the opportunity to, to get to um, the theater or have the, um, the time to go to theater because of whatever reason. I think that this is um, mm-hmm. actually a really, really good um, source and tool for for everybody who, um, who wants to be involved or curious about this sort of live art form um, that might not have been as easily accessible that we have had in uh, pre-pandemic. Yeah, and I mean from from what we've found out, it it also helps bring widely disparate groups together. I mean, you know, Alan being a playwright in Belgium. It wouldn't necessarily have gotten gotten his script otherwise. So um, excellent. And the last and probably the most important question of this entire interview, which is, would you want a robot companion? Josh. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, just because of all the technical difficulties with like doing a, <laughs> doing a podcast play. Um, and just like having the technology to do that. I think I'm going to pass on the robot. Um, but no, I mean, it, on a, on a old bigger, school. Yeah, for real. Exactly. I, I think it's so funny. Cause like I'm 23, but like, I, I don't not even connect with technology. Maybe at most like a, a phone an iPhone, like I can deal with that, but anything else beyond that, I'm over it. That's hilarious. Um, but no, just like having, I'm, I'm a, like I said earlier, I'm a big energies person. So like, there's there's a difference between having a robot and an actual human with you. And so it's never the mm-hmm. same. Right. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, what about you? I mean, maybe for like cooking, you know, I, I, I like, and like chores. Sure. Why not? That's a good start. Yeah, but that's probably about and I'd probably be very worried that it was like spying on me or something. Not to be creepy, <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you can always put the sleeping mask over his eyes. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's, that'll that'll be great when it tries to cook. Um, yeah. Randy, what about you? It really depends on what kind of robot you. Uh, I'm getting <laughs> uh, a robot as a companion. It's uh, a little far fetched for me right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, excellent. Well, that that is that is absolutely everything that I have. I want to thank all of you again for for doing this, for for giving of your time and your talent to this. What what really is kind of a grand experiment as far as eclectic goes for for reaching out into this <clears throat> into this medium and and for your your flexibility and patience in dealing with all of the wonderful technological issues that we've been having <laughs> through this entire through this entire process. So, uh on behalf of everybody here, I really do appreciate it for uh and and I'm grateful to all of you. No, thank you.
I really enjoy doing this kind of stuff and listening to your voices and, and hearing what you have to offer and all that kind of thing. So thank you all very much. Thanks for listening to this special preview of Tatiana, uploading on June 13th on the Half Hour Audio Hour. Please like, follow, subscribe, or drop a review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like what you heard and want to help support the Half Hour Audio Hour and Eclectic's mission to highlight the work of women, BIPOC, and LGBTQ plus artists, you can donate directly at redcircle.com slash shows slash half-hour-audio-hour. Or you can keep it casual by going to buymeacoffee.com slash EFCT, where you can make a one-time donation. And don't forget about Eclectic Full Contact Theater's other serialized audio drama podcasts, Bloody Bay, Clusterfuck, Deep Shadows, Monocyte, and Throwing Shade. Find them wherever you listen to podcasts, or visit us at eclectic-theater.com to find them all in one place. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.